listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So it's just Sean and myself and Michelangelo today, and Hanson, if he was willing to speak. Joe left. He went to jury duty. Jury duty. Oh, fulfilling his civic duty. Ooh. Always keeping in mind our principle that they wouldn't have arrested you if you weren't guilty. Um, so saves a lot of time having to listen to the defense lawyer and everything. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Um, uh, but so I was going to ask, Sean has spent a lot of time in uh, sports radio. That's right. RSBI, rest or rust. <laughs> and, and therefore have been around athletes a lot. And for some reason this was on my mind. I think it was, it was either watching Saturday Night Live this past Saturday night with J.J. Watt, the, the NFL player. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of current and former NFL players with the Super Bowl going on last weekend. Like, as, uh, did you see Rob Gronkowski, the, the big guy from the Patriots? Mm-hmm. He's trying to come up, he's trying to make a brand now as a, now that he's retired as kind of like a wacky party dude because he's a wacky party dude. That's yeah, a strong brand for him. But he's trying to profit off that. But anyway, it was in my mind how we don't really know these people. We don't have any idea what they're like, or at least I don't have any idea what they're like. The best example we've ever had, well, the two best examples we've ever had about athletes are uh, pretty stark. O.J. Simpson. And Tiger Woods. OJ, mm-hmm. especially when I was a kid, he was just like, well, he was like Bill Cosby, similar in that just like nice, happy, you'd love to have him as your neighbor. You certainly wouldn't have thought he'd cut two people's heads off or was a, an abusive husband or anything like that. Like the best modern day example, I would guess, would be of just kind of the affable former athlete. It was like the Charles Barkley or Shaq kind of yeah. personality. Like he seemed to occupy that space back in the day. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tiger Woods, you know, he's a family man. He was kind of a, a jerk to people, but a family man, stuff like that. And then he was running around. So, um, having been around a lot of athletes, and maybe it varies from sport to sport. I don't know, because I haven't had that much exposure to pro athletes. Is there anything that stands out that we'd be surprised by? Are they... They're, they're regular dudes. I, I, that's the biggest thing that it took me some time to get used to. But, yeah, they've got amazing jobs. Uh, you generational wealth in the bank, but they're just people. But it runs the gamut. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the the clear examples that I have is uh, Ron Artest, right? The guy famously in the ran into the stands in the big Pacers fan brawl sort of thing. You know, tough guy, things like that. Ran into the stands just started hitting fans, and yes. then and then did I, what was that story, Michael? He didn't feed his dogs. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He was supposed to watch his neighbor's dogs and didn't feed him. Anyway, that was the story. I don't know what the details were. Well, yeah, and I was doing sports talking when he was traded to the Kings, and there's you know, there's not a ton to do for a a married millionaire in his twenties who's trying to be faithful. So he would come into our nine to midnight show and he would just hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of not a friendship, but it, it it got to the point where uh, I was out at a bar one night and he was there and he saw me and he recognized it and said, "Hey, Sean, what's going on?" Right. So it was. It was uh, an acquaintance, not a friendship. Um, but yeah, he was just a regular, simple guy, and he, you know, he had stories just like regular people do. And he, he's just as baffled by, yeah, you know, sometimes even more so about just kind of the mechanics of life. Just uh, professional athletes have had gr- tracks greased for them in in a lot of ways, and they mm-hmm. have agents and people taking care of basic things. Maybe that's probably the biggest thing you don't know about him is that basic things like bill paying or. Uh, even like a the an Artest story, a flat tire. He called his agent, and he was like, "What do I do?" Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, he was a kid who was plucked out of, you know, uh, less than ideal circumstances in, in New York, Got schol- was a scholarship athlete, made his way to the NBA. He maybe didn't have a lot of the life lessons that a traditional, uh, a more typical American family might, might instill upon a young man. Um, but yeah, things like that, I think. They, they will have, they have outsourced a lot of the kind of basic fundamentals of living. Well, I'll, ju- I'll just keep going with the, the stereotypes. Um, dumber than the average human. Oh, that varies. You'll find, uh, on averages, I'd say it's probably about average because in, in an NBA locker room, you'll find some people who are as bright and insightful as you could ever imagine. Um, uh, for some reason, it doesn't often tend to be star players of that. That are smart? Um, that I would qualify as the smartest guys really? in the locker room. Um, a lot of times they're just kind of role player, journeyman. Um, God, I had to, I remember in college and I went to a, a, what was it at the time? It was an NAI, AI school. So it was a low-level college school. But you still had to be a pretty good athlete mm-hmm. to get to go there and, and, and play sports. And I, I knew some athletes, not all, but I knew a couple that were just, it was amazing how dim they were. Yeah, they, especially in traditional intelligence and book smarts and things like that. Um, and the college level is probably a little different. I haven't. I, I mean, I think college kids are are foolish and and not that bright. I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily a, a tick on the that's, athletes or not. But so the uh, the intelligence runs the gamut. How about attitudes towards girls, women? Um, that's got to be they. That I don't know because they. Because I mean, you just remember the that, star star athletes in high school that weren't even going to you know make it any further than that. I mean, they they have women chasing them the likes to which to an extent that which normal people can't even possibly imagine. I'll bet, they, and especially with the advent of you know Twitter and Instagram and DM slides and uh, things, uh, people jumping into your DMs. That's what a DM slide is. They slide right in there. I remember um, Joe and I went to. Um, oh yeah, I remember this. Well, you're with. Yeah, uh, Kings player Scott. Oh, yeah, that, that was not the story I was thinking oh, about. Okay. But we did get we did go out with some NBA players one time after uh, after a game, and it was it was quite shocking to me. Oh yeah, the way the women acted around these players. It is bizarre it, to it, see it happen in real time. It is, and it's not a good look for uh, women kind as a whole. I realize this represents a small portion of people that uh, you know, and there's male men and female that do whatever they think they need to do to get ahead in the world, but was not a good look. Um, but we went to, um, Joe and I were at uh, spring training one time for baseball. Oh. And, you know, when when it, you're at a game and there it wasn't mostly big stars on the field. There's only 30 of us in the stands, just like, you know, regular wooden stands like you see at a high school Little League game. But there were super hottie chicks there that were there to meet baseball players and get their attention. The professional athlete that I would least likely leave my girlfriend alone in a room with would be a baseball player. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, about a pro bowler? <laughs> oh, no, they're fine. So it's salt of the earth people, Mike. <laughs> Faithful. Wearing the rented shoes. Oh, why? Why just that's just the thing with baseball players? Is it because they have so much free time? I think it's it's free time, and the part of their they do travel more because if you're an NFL player, you're only on the road eight times per season. Well, it's not only that; it's that when they travel, they're in the city for multiple days. Right, right. Right. So they have extended time away. They th- that kind of goes into the the. You could have a multi day girlfriend in in you know, thirty different towns. Yes, yes, and maybe two. Because you have one for the first two days and then one for the second two, right? Like they get bored with her, yeah, with uh, her yapping, always talking about her sister. Shut up. So that that kind of goes with the 
with that stereotype is their travel schedule, the season's so long, and and yeah, they're they're just so kind of notorious. Don't leave for that. your girlfriend or wife alone with a major league baseball player or no. baseball player. Yeah. No, interesting. <laughs> I just wondered these things. I haven't had that much exposure to to being around pro athletes or anything. And also, most of the reason why I think I had somewhat success, successful interactions with them is because I tried to remind myself, hey, they're just normal people. I would just talk to them like normal people. Yeah. I, I, I would they, try very hard not to do the fanboy I have thing. noticed of all celebrities, they really appreciate that. Yeah. All celebrities of any level, just they, they really like it. Let me just ask normal conversations with them. Yeah. I just remind me, when we were on the air in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is really the hub, if not, it might be the hub of NASCAR racing. When NASCAR racing was at its peak, man, those NASCAR drivers, women throwing themselves at them. Holy I, cow. I have a theory on that, too. Oh, my God. What's that? Uh, well, they are rich, and yeah. they are they have a very dangerous career. Yeah. So the, it's a cool look, driving a really fast car. And, well, and if you're a woman and you're married to a baseball player, that could be a 50-year horrible marriage. That, or maybe, you know, you find an exit route some way. But I think there's something about the fact that, well... He could just go, uh, you know, uh, just right into a wall there during one of his his things. And that's then, an interesting theory. Yeah, it, you think it, they hook up with NASCAR racers, thinking he'll crash into a wall and I'll get the money? I'm thinking it's a variable. Is that? I'm thinking it's a variable. <laughs> Pro bowlers, huh, Michael? They wouldn't do that sort of. thing. They wouldn't do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. The women can do the math. <laughs> well, I played chess. Not a lot of groupies. <laughs> Fantastic. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So there was an interesting article I saw right when I was traveling that they're going to get rid of pointy-eared dogs at the airport and replace them with floppy-eared dogs. Oh, boy. Because people keep getting gouged in the eye by the pointy ears. No, and this actually makes sense Dwarves to me. in particular. I, I can't figure out if this is one of those kids today, too soft snowflakes yeah. things, or if it just makes perfectly good sense. For whatever reason, the way we're designed, pointy-eared dogs are frightening to us. They are scarier than floppy-eared dogs. And floppy-eared dogs are not. And the dogs are not there to scare people. They're there to sniff for drugs and stuff like that. Okay. And it just makes it a friendlier atmosphere, particularly for kids they're talking about. I wish they were there for belly scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I have so, no problem right. with that. If the dog is there to sniff for bomb residue, I don't need a scary-looking, pointy-eared dog if you could yeah. have a floppy-eared dog. Well, Jack, as usual in these cases, I just think, how do I feel? Because anybody who's like uh, more hardcore than me is a hard-ass. And a tough guy, and they ought to mellow out. Anybody softer than me is a snowflake. Is a snowflake or a welcome? And ought to get over. Come on in, Chima. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, that that rings true to me. Pointy-eared dogs are scarier. Yeah. Um, Is that like a wolf thing? Like a weird? I don't know. That's a good. Centuries old, probably, or hyenas, or whatever. I I, I don't know that it needs to be ancient, just because you know, as you grow up, you get your German Shepherd, you get your 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 Rattweiler, you get your Doberman Pinscher. It could be, but I think it's deep. I think there's something deep in our brain. Yeah, you could be right about pointy-eared dogs, and maybe it is wolves. Did Um, the uh, Vikings employ pointy-eared dogs to rape and pillage? I got more tangents on the airport now that I think of it. It's a little premature. It's a good transition. I don't know if we're going to get to. the Vikings? The, They'll the, still be dead the, tomorrow. The, the purple people eaters. I don't <laughs> know if we're going to get to that. podcast. We don't have to pay it off. Exactly. <laughs> um, what do you want for nothing? So when I got to the airport with my children's, uh, did this thing that had never happened to me before. 
And they did it in an overly brisk attitude for whatever reason that they have to do with TSA. But um, like I'm like I'm almost guilty of something. Right. I'm a paying. You're an inmate being taken (laughs) into a new facility. You just got transferred. I've already run afoul of things. And you over here faster. Toes on the line, maggot. Quit talking to me like that. But anyway, um, side by side, line up side by side. Now walk shoulder to shoulder. Walked shoulder to shoulder, and I thought, what, was there a terrorist threat I haven't heard about or whatever? But anyway, they had us walk from the end of the security line, like up to the little place where you show them your ticket, mm. side by side. So I walked side by side with some woman, and then my sons walked side by side with them after they were told they could. Not yet. Now. All right. And what we walked, the hell? And we walked shoulder to shoulder, and then uh, and I thought, I don't, I don't even know what that was. Um, but uh, then I travel friend, all the time, and I've never heard of that. Right. They keep inventing new stuff that they're angry at you for not knowing in oh, advance. I got another one of those. But um, so then when we got up there, when we got up to the taking off your shoes part, he said, "You don't have to take off your shoes. You just got checked." I said, "By who? The dogs? That's what that was." Okay, I don't know why everybody's yelling at me, but <laughs> okay. So that was the walking side by side. The dogs were sniffing my feet. Wow. Boy, as a puppy, you're dreaming of being a drug-sniffing drug dog or a bomb-sniffing dog. You end up being a foot-sniffing dog. <laughs> oh, come on. Can I take that the test sucks. again? Or yeah, is it, do you, do you flunk, flunk the other ones? <laughs> right. Right. I tell you what, and you buckle down or you study, or you'll be an ass-sniffing dog, all right? <laughs> what do you know about keistering? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that was a new thing. So you didn't have to take off your sh- Nobody had to take off their shoes because we walked side-by-side past the dogs. Wow. What was the other thing? And you're an idiot for not already knowing that. Yeah, what was the other thing I got yelled at for? It was something I've done every time I've been to the airport since 9-11, and this is the first time ever, and I again, I was an idiot for not knowing that Mm. at this particular airport on this particular day, that has got to be, like, all of a sudden I can leave my watch and my belt on. Okay. All right, fine. Cool, you got better technology or something, but I'm not not a bad person for not knowing that. (laughs) Um, hey, leave hey, your hey. belt on. Oh, okay. How about I take it off and whip you with it? <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? I know you can't make bomb jokes. Can you make belt whipping jokes? <laughs> Probably wouldn't do you Unlikely. any good. Probably wouldn't. <laughs> My son you. got pulled out of line and got his hands swabbed. Okay, because, you know, eight-year-old little white kids. Uh, right. That that There have been so many attacks like that. Oh, yeah. 1973, I remember, was the first. Yeah. I I know a few TS people, TSA people, nice people. I realize they're being told what to do. A lot of them don't care. You know, they don't agree with it either. They don't have any choice. But the idea of you're going to randomly pull out so many people to get their hands swabbed so that you're not profiling Muslims or whatever, and you're swabbing my kids, in, that doesn't make us safer. That, by definition, makes us less safe because mm. you've taken time and resources away from something that could potentially be something. By definition, it does. It's just stupid. It's just stupid Asinine political correctness. Yeah. yeah if all of a sudden a nine-year-old little white kid who speaks English takes down a plane, then all of a sudden I guess we'll have to change our methods. But that ain't going to happen. Mm. So what's it for? Um, and then uh, one airport, Phoenix Airport, I think, they've got a picture of all the guns that they've confiscated. When you come out of the line, there's a whole wall of guns. Guns confiscated cool. since 2014 or whatever. Yeah. What is that to point out? We know for a fact that when they test you (laughs) on bombs and stuff like that, you miss like the vast majority of them. So you caught a bunch of people who forgot that they had their gun in their bag. And probably said, oh my God. Almost guaranteed. Because when's the last time we had a hijacking with a gun in this country? 
I don't remember in decades of it happening. No, I don't recall. I don't all. know if it's yeah. happened since the seventies. Yeah. So that wall of guns didn't do anything other than you found somebody who forgot and left their gun in there. Mm. Almost certainly, because we don't have gun hijackings anymore. Like I said, so uh, the whole thing is just a dumb game, and it drives me nuts. Since I was a little kid, I hate phoniness. Mm. This is phony. That wall of gun pictures doesn't mean anything. Anything. It oh, means it's gun pictures? It, I thought it was actual guns. It'd no, be like a gun pictures. store you could shop. Can it I means, try this one? <laughs> it's kind of interesting that that many people forget they got a gun in their bag. Yeah. Well, I almost uh, uh, went into security with a, uh, a taser device thingy that I have. I just forgot it was in my uh, man purse. And so, yeah, I could see that with a gun, I suppose, if you're a concealed carry uh, permit holder and you have it with you a lot. But if you catch normally somebody... Normally, <laughs> you take it out of your bag on the way to the airport, but you're busy, blah, blah, yeah, blah. It's I like a it. lot of gun laws. Well, almost all gun laws. But you catch some law-abiding citizen who forgot they had their gun in there. You didn't actually stop anything from happening. It was some dangerous desperado. He was going to hijack the flight to LAX, hijack it to Burbank, because he realized it was a shorter drive to the office. Please. I can't remember the specifics. I wish I could because I was going to talk about it on the radio. It was it was something that changed about how my iPhone had to be out of its case, or all of a sudden you can't. I mean, it was something new. Yeah, I was like, all right, you're yeah. yelling at everybody over this. Yeah. It's never happened at any airport I've ever been anywhere over the last twenty years. Now it's a new thing. Congratulations, good you, for you. You know who had really consistent policies? The Vikings. <laughs> Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. (laughs) As we've discussed before, at some point you go from being excited about getting a year older to not... For me, it was at 25. That was my first birthday when I realized it's Joe's birthday today is the reason we're talking about this. Happy birthday to me. Thank you, me. For some reason, I remember my 25th birthday just slapped me in the face with, I, I don't want to be 25. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm closer to 30 now than to 20. You could this rent is, a car mm. then, though. It, it Wasn't was, that a... That's very early for age-related angst, I think. Yeah, it probably is. But yeah. I just, it's, you know, up until that point is, is always a good thing. Yay! Yeah. I'm older. Yay, I'm 11. Yay, I'm 17. At that age, I wanted to be taken more seriously, so I kind of liked having a little more age. You know, taken more seriously instead of openly mocked, <laughs> as I so often was. Uh, so I didn't mind that, really. I don't... Uh, definitely, uh, I got to tell you, getting out of my 40s was uh, notable. Once I hit 50, that was uh, notable. But I don't know, I just don't worry about it that much. Maybe it's because I've had a couple of friends and acquaintances go early. I'm just grateful. I'm just glad to be around. Still sucking wind. I was uh, trading. I hate text. every moment of aging. Oh, me too. Me too. Absolutely. I get to the afternoon and think I'm older than I was this morning. I mean, well, that's technically true. Yes, <laughs> that's indisputable. I'm yeah. saying I'm, I'm I'm focused on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why I'm not. Maybe I'm just an idiot and and. I'll, I'll wake up 80 years old and think I should have worried about this, but I don't. I don't know why. Oh, life is awesome, and aging is an inevitable part of that. And the only easy al- to say when you're your age. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm I, saying it in my age. I got grays, <laughs> um, but the uh, 
The only other alternative is to not experience life, and that just seems way worse to me than the, the incremental downgrades of aging. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's that, you know, I have, it, finally my doctor made it clear to me that I have a disease. Well, I have several diseases. <laughs> but one of them is arthritis. And I've I had to have two of my hips, both of them, replaced at a ridiculously young age. And um and I just have to accept that. And and it's pretty cool the medical science at this point, but if anybody tells you, Oh no, it's easy, it's nothing, whatever, that's not true. And then they wear out, then you gotta get more surgery and the rest of it, but I have no choice but to accept it. So I've been trying to just Except aging, yeah, you got to fight against it. R- rage against the push uh, back against it. The uh, dying of the light, or whatever that expression is. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a famous poem. Or something, well, uh, yeah, it? I do. Yeah. Well, I do in my own way. I, you know, I'm trying to still uh, be irreverent and fun, and and play rock and roll, and and be sportsy and the rest of it as much as I can with my titanium body parts that's the speed of it that drives me crazy oh it's just that's terrifying uh, yeah that's the part that drives me crazy it's just how did this happen so fast oh my god yeah slow down whoa the speed of it didn't change man your perception of it did yeah that's what they claim i don't know what happens well each when you're the matrix when you're a year old one year is a hundred percent of your life when you're 10, it's 10% of your life. Yeah. So the, the percentages of time are what... I get the math on that. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's like, hey, what's going on. Or, I so don't you know. think actually time is going faster? <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. <laughs> oh, which reminds me of the conversation we had before we started this podcast about listening to podcasts at greater than 100% speed mm-hmm. that some people do. Uh, I've heard like one and a quarter is, is a really popular speed yeah. for people because you can listen to more. But then, was it you positive, Sean, saying... Or, Somebody, somebody that I, 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 I've never met this person, but I saw them complaining on Twitter that they had been in the habit of listening to sped up podcasts and they could not engage in human to human conversations anymore. It just wasn't up to the rate of, <laughs> it was too of slow. Like, Talk faster, you son of a bitch! Point. Get your point! <laughs> They must hate going to the South because they talk slow <laughs> there. I'm going to cave your head in if you don't get to your point! <laughs> Whoa, hey, Jim. Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah, I thought that was just a, a very strange kind of uh, conundrum to put yourself 50, in. I'm going to be 60 by the time you finish this stupid story. <laughs> there are times if you could click a button and 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 have your oh, companions yeah. oh. or your coworkers or the guy next to you in line who insists on talking to you, if you could put them up to one and a half times uh, speed. No, if life was like a DVR, like the way I watch all shows, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff I'd skip ahead. I know what this is going to be. She walks into the room. She says, "He's got to say something." That coworker over there. Okay, zap, zap ahead. Okay, oh, I must have missed something. Zach, back, catch the end of it. Okay, tell you what, my, you're there at the DMV, boy. My bursitis is really acting up. And then they look at you like, "Are hey, you going to take the bait?" Zap. <laughs> 30, 60, 90 seconds, bingo. That's the way they've got to, that's got to be the next technological leap forward, is I can record real life somehow and skip through the dull parts. Wow, that will be the time machine. They won't be able to have you back to save Lincoln at Ford's Theater (laughs) or meet Jesus. It'll be in 30-second increments. And you can only do like five, then the thing has got to rebuffer. That would be good enough. 30, 60, 90, there we go. And sometimes you'd want to go backward. Please. Oh, yeah. Just finish a little lovemaking, zap back, do that again. Please, yeah, yeah. Let me catch my breath. (laughs)
I don't know how that would work. Would you have consciousness of having... I don't know. All right. Are you, like, watching you? Anybody got or? any pot? Um, <laughs> at work? No, not that you guys know of. <laughs> um, that's the interesting thing about Time Machine. I mean, why would your consciousness go back with your... Well, why wouldn't it? Exactly. Because consciousness is physical. Well, was it Stephen Hawking who said, clearly a time machine hasn't been invented or somebody would have come back, and unless we're the leading end of time, which is kind of hard to understand, uh, somebody somebody invented it in the future would have come back and visited us by now. Yes. Stephen Hawking said that's proof that there's no time machine. Although I pointed out, maybe there's a form you fill out that says you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> the government makes they you fill out a form. They all watch Back to the Future. They realized how much chaos it could cause, and they said, there's hey, we have this now, but we all need to agree. No going back there. There's a permit. you t- got to take a two-hour class. Then you get your license. I'm telling it's a you, ten day waiting period. I'd go back to like 1947 ish and be the world's greatest guitar player, <laughs> and I would just blow people's minds. Speaking to the Back to the Future uh, with my from, yeah exactly with my my very average blues rock. Go list. back to a Hall of Fame basketball player. <laughs> 1980. I would like some Apple stock, please. How much do you have? Yeah, but so are you do. still there? That's the other thing with time machines. So am I get I in still time where? Machine. Well, if I get in a time machine and I go back to 19-whatever, am, am, is the 10-year-old me oh, still on the planet? everybody knows this, yes. And you got to avoid interacting with what you because you mean everybody freak knows you this? out. This is known. Everybody knows the rules well, yes. of time machines everybody, and I don't. But you and I know it, Jack. Yeah, Maybe this, I ought to get a time machine and go back to when we all learn this. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> so, so I go back and I'm there as a 10-year-old and I'm looking at myself. That'd be weird. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. you oh, must man. not engage. Do not engage with your 10-year-old self. Yeah, but I, oh, how about your like 17-year-old self when you you realize, oh, my God, this is where I said that idiotic thing to that girl. No! You'd have to intercede. You'd have to. And that would change everything. <laughs> I was thinking the other day um, how presidential candidates in the future, like, we don't have... Obviously, we don't have any video or anything like that of Abe Lincoln. Not much at all. Um, and then you get older, you got you got people as grown ups. You know something about them. We don't anything like when they were a kid mm-hmm. in the future because everybody like my kids' lives are documented from the first second they were born. I've got videos of them. If one of them became president, you could see the president at every stage of their life. To see what they were like. Wow. I find that kind of mind-blowing. And or the families would clamp down on that sort of thing. And you think God, so? God, you'd try to keep it well, hidden best you could. People would burglarize your house. A lot of it's out there to grandmas and friends and your birthday parties. Yeah, and they're just on Facebook shareable memories. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not much you can do to undelete the internet stuff. R- riding a pony or having undelete. a sagging diaper walking around or whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. Look, Good there's, luck. There's the current president of the three-year-old with a sagging diaper. That's going to be is, in my campaign ad. <laughs> his diaper is sagging like the economy. Do we want to reelect Jones? I think that'll be weird. Somebody's running for president, and you've got all this stuff, videos of them in high school saying just stupid high school things. Yeah, including stupid, stupid political things. All right. College freshmen out on the quad shouting some nonsense. Yeah, that'll be that'll be wild. Hope I live long enough to see that. I think we'll probably uh, evolve. Bore of it really fast. Yeah, and just think, well, it, he, was, he was 20, or almost, she was 20. It almost has to be a thing where we would all just have to recognize, okay, we're all idiots when we're young. and 
Well, it'd, it'd be less, nice so if we could... just kind of write it all off, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you have to? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Did you see that diaper vid in my campaign <laughs> ad? It's not looking good. Saggy economy. <laughs> saggy policies. It's time to elect a good, tight, dry, diapered child. And, now and then you'd cut the pictures of yourself as a toddler. And now, he's, nice now he's going to sh- on the American worker. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a podcast. Is that really necessary? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, boy. We were trying to decide what to talk about <clears throat> for the One More Thing podcast. Nobody was very excited about anything, so I thought we could flip through Twitter. The amazingly popular One More Thing podcast. Yes, it actually is. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. No everything accounting I s- for taste, as they say. Everything I say sounds sarcastic. It's a burden I've been uh, bearing my entire life. Oh, I love you. I mean, no matter what I say, it sounds sarcastic. No, we, this is, has been amazingly successful, this year podcast. So thanks for downloading it and listening it or however. I don't even know how you get podcasts. <laughs> so as I begin my Twitter flippings, who, who's first up on my feed but uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer. With a great story I'd intended to talk about, but forgotten because I'm an idiot, that Illinois is going to follow suit with Oregon and ban adults from pump- pumping their own gas. Why? What's their stupid reasoning? Oh, it's effing stupid. But um, one of the arguments in favor of it is, well, it'll create jobs. and um, Creating? Wow, that is something. Well, and Tim, the genius, uh, tweets... Um, banning people from tying their own shoes would be just as good an idea. Think of all the jobs it would create. Yeah, I was about to launch in the the endless examples you could give of that that are just silly. You're no longer allowed to put groceries in your own cart, and so they uh, you, you pay somebody to put groceries in your cart at the grocery store. I'd like some milk, and they put it in there for you. It's the same freaking thing. You know what? <laughs> there are a couple of moments as a kid where an adult said something semi-obscene or completely obscene, and it just seared itself into my mind. Because that's, you know, back when people didn't use that sort of language, especially among kids or women or whatever. Um, and uh, and I remember, was it one of my dad's friends, I guess? He, he uttered the phrase, he's not qualified to wipe my ass. <laughs> well, I guess we could find out if Illinois outlawed wiping your own ass, because that would create all sorts of jobs. I'm, I'm not, God, it's just stupid. I'm I don't not, want that job. No, I don't either. Shoe at you haven't heard what it pays. The last time <laughs> I was in moronic. Oregon, I got the 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 dead eye from somebody. What is it? The stink eye. Yeah, and it I couldn't figure out what 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 it was, and it wasn't until I left. I thought, oh, that's right. You're not supposed to do that. Was yeah. it like the look that a inside cat gets when it's looking outside the window and sees an outside <laughs> cat playing? Is, like, oh, is that what freedom is? <laughs> yeah. New but, Jersey's the same way, by the way. One of the rationales in Jersey was that. Uh, well, uh, you know, handicapped people can't pump their own gas, and full service is more expensive. Wow. Then, all right, make full service the same price, then, if you're going to pass an idiotic nanny law. If you have a handicapped placard, full service is the same as... There you go, bingo. Positive, Sean. He's, he's the Thomas Jefferson of our times, Sean. Took him two seconds to come up with that solution. Every other state manages, though. And yeah, you, don't, you don't hear a hue and cry from people who are oh. just struggling to get by. God, I hate the nanny state. Whether they're old or, or small or whatever their situation is. Chuck Yeager. American hero test pilot, 97 years old today. He's tweeting it himself. You won't believe it. I can't believe it myself. I am 97 today. In 1941, age 18, I joined the U.S. Army Air Corps in West Virginia. 1944, age 21, ace in a day. 1947, age 24, broke sound barrier. Now you're just bragging, man. Age 62, invented Jägermeister. Right. 
Yep, nice job. There's now, a watch uh, ad. Pilots back in the day when it was essentially just bolts and steel. It just seems so fascinating to me that those things ever got in the air and people were flying them around, right? It's Have you like, ever watched The Right Stuff? Great movie. I haven't. Oh, that's a great motion picture. But uh, Chuck Yeager features prominently in that, doing what you're just talking about, flying these buckets of bolts. It's incredible. At incredible speeds. Uh, watch and, oh, I'm just Diane. I didn't know networking involved so much fake laughing. <laughs> oh, God, you are brilliant, Diane. Yeah. Yeah, no I just kidding. Favorited it. God, networking's almost or entirely fake laughing. Yeah, Ew, that hurt my soul. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's see. Oh, that's just terrible. Oh, no. No, that's, I'm not reading that one. Unfollow. Ian Bremmer. If there's any democracy where money can buy the election, it's surely the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. I was Ian. just looking at Trump's tweet. It's not helpful. We, we, we are so used to Donald Trump's style that I don't think it strikes us the way it should. I just saw the tweet up on the TV. Michael Bloomberg is a five foot four inch, five foot four inches of dead energy. <laughs> Who says that? That is amazing. Oh, wow. boy. Here's, That's a tweet, speaking of tweets. Yeah, yeah. Here's James Woods. And a lovely good morning from Nancy Pelosi's district in San Francisco. Oh, my God. It's right outside oh boy. a big, looks to be a bank building, perhaps. There is a guy squatting and dropping a deuce in one of the potted plants. It's broad daylight. There are many people coming to and fro. Oh, He's got his pants about mid-thigh. He is squatting and pooing in a potted plant. Yeah. Oh, man. Technically, it's important not to overlook progress no matter how small. At least right. it's going into a potted plant Yeah, exactly. This time. Technically fertilizer. That's what I was thinking. You're not going to step in it. Thank you, sir. I tip my cap. Thank you, sir. For your manners. Here's some guy I don't... Yeah, you know what? Hey, a little effort would be nice. Well, he's putting in a little effort. Oh. Yeah. Here's a guy tweeting, anyone born before 1980 is a boomer. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and here's uh, yet another tweet about the uh, black girl who said, all the white people need to leave because there are too many of you. Oh, very nice. Let's see, Katy Perry and her boobs. Let's see, what else? Uh, Could you send me that one? (laughs) Michael. God, I saw a story. um, Model says she was kicked off Instagram for being too hot. I thought, oh (laughs) my God, I would hate you. Oh, that reminds me. How hateable are you? Listen, I, I, I got my own thing in life. I have my own pretensions and things I'm proud of, I guess. But women... With your bikini shot somehow disguised as a humble brag. My daughter told me, Mom, the rest of the moms at school don't wear bikinis. You shouldn't. I thought, wow, honey, really? And then mom posts her effing bikini shot because she's crazy hot. I just messaged to you gals. We all see what you're doing. You're not fooling anyone. You're hot. You're still hot. You work out, whatever. You got great genetics. And you really, really want to post a picture of how hot you are. It's not about your daughter and the cute things she said about the other. Your daughter could have said, hey, mom, I think aliens are coming to, to take over the earth. Your mom could have said, mommy, what's for dinner tonight? Your daughter could have said, I got to go poo poo in a potted plant. You'd have posted that bikini picture. All right. It's not about your daughter. It's about your hot. All right. Um, all right. How about one more? 
Whoops, the, the Breaking News Donkey tweeted, Brandon the Breaking News Donkey. My daughter, by the way, noticed that the Baxter Getty Twitter account, which used to be just thoughts of my dog, mm-hmm. has now just become a full-on political... I can't remember which way my dog allegedly swings on Twitter. It's I hate liberal or liberals or I hate conservatives or I can't remember it. But um, it's become a full-on just typical Twitter political yeah, account. Yeah, unfortunate uh, thing that's happened to several of the, the show-created ones where they they yeah. started out as fun, yeah. but then it's like, oh, wait, this, of my two Twitter accounts, this one's getting engagement, so I'm going to start putting my thoughts on it. We here. actually mm. have discussed behind the scenes whether we should uh, uh, ban those or block them or take them down or whatever because, you know. The rogue accounts that seem to be part of the show. Yeah, yeah. well, they kind of give the impression that they're part of the show. We have nothing to do with those. We no. don't have any idea who started them. we got nothing to do with them. Jack's bald head, I no idea who that is. Joe Getty's beard. It's a good follow, yeah, but my, it has nothing to do with me. My cat. <clears throat> I have no idea who did that. Michelangelo's Merkin. I have no idea. <laughs> Not a lot of followers. No. Yeah. Just a few um, select ones. But anyway, Brandon... killing the, it on Instagram. Though. Shocking it's so blonde. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Google Merkin. Who wanted that? Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.